What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. What is up, mind body musingers? Today's episode is with just me, and we are diving deep into healing the not enough wound with five reframes that I feel like you may have never heard before. They're going to be different than we have chatted about on the podcast before, so I want to make sure this is nice and unique and fresh and gives you something new to think about. So if you like this episode, you can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes and letting me know that you liked it. And you can also support the show for free by just simply sending your favorite episode to a BFF and saying, hey, check this out. This is about worthiness. This is about business. This is about the feminine. This is about relationships. Whichever episode you think will relate to your friends and your family members, That is a wonderful way to support the show just by sending it along. I've got some really exciting news to share with you today, so don't skip ahead. This is important. Before we dive into healing the not enough wound, I want to share with you two things. First, last year I did the first Feminine Surrender Retreat. The dates are set again for the 2018 Feminine Surrender I had so many people reach out to me asking when are the next dates and I just sent them along to a a wait list where you could sign up to be notified. So everyone on that list has been notified and I have allowed everyone on the retreat list to go ahead and schedule calls with me to dive in a little bit deeper and now I am opening up to everyone, including the people who did not sign up to be notified in advance. So here we are, May 18th to 20th, I will be bringing in nine women from all around the world, wherever they're coming from, to have a weekend of self-love, restoration, and expression as we dive deep into the feminine, aka discovering and uncovering our inner goddesses, and the masculine, where we will be setting boundaries and learning what it's like to be a warrior of our own lives. One of the most incredible ways to actually embody this understanding of the feminine and the masculine is through my favorite art form, acro yoga. Acro yoga is a mixture between acrobatics 
partner acrobatics and yoga. Everyone that comes to my retreats most likely have never done it before. Absolute beginners. So don't worry if you've never done it before. We are not doing crazy tricks. What we're really going to be doing is having these deep diving conversations and workshops around the feminine, around the masculine, and then going over and actually feeling what it's like in our bodies to be in that position of the masculine, aka the base, and to be in that position of the feminine, which is surrendering and trusting, aka the flyer. If you want to learn more about acro yoga, you can listen to the podcast I did with the co-founder, Jason Niemer a few episodes back, learn all about acro yoga. I mentioned the retreat in there a little bit, but this retreat is going to be, oh, it is just such a delicious, but also playful and connection focused, um, getaway. That's really what it is. It's a place to rediscover yourself. And another part about these retreats that I really love is that if you're coming in from out of town, you give yourself the opportunity to do something just for you, to meet new soul sisters from around the globe. My very first retreat that I hosted, um, I think it was called Forever Free Retreat. And there was just a random group of girls, right? Like all these girls from around United States who have been following my message came here together um, for this first retreat. I saw so many beautiful friendships form. And now half of those girls meet up every year to do little vacations and trips together. Two of them are now roommates and they lived in completely different states and they have the same name. It's crazy. So best friends are formed. And though the weekend sounds short, it is impactful. A lot is, is packed into this tiny weekend um, and it will fuel you for months, if not years to come. It's one of those experiences. One of the things that I'm adding to this retreat that I did not have at the last one, the last Feminine Surrender, is a mala making workshop. So if you're not familiar with malas, just look them up. You will see them. They are spiritual beads, um, not religious, just spiritual beads. And I'm bringing in a, a woman who lives here in Boulder that I have done a mala making workshop with myself was tremendously impacted by the meditation, the process, the experience of making my own necklace. And I am bringing her in to share this experience with you guys. And each woman gets to select their beads way in advance, check them out, look at all of them, know what each bead is meant for, read the descriptions of them, and then she will come prepared with everyone's unique beads, and we're gonna sit down and have this incredible process of making our own malas to infuse the intention of the retreat, whatever you came to get out of the retreat and to these beads that you will have forever. So if you are interested in learning more, you can go to maddiemoon.com slash events and you will see a link to sign up for a call with me. And in that call, we will get to know each other. I will share more about the retreat, answer all your questions and see if you're going to be a good fit for it. Because like I did for the last one, it is an interview process where I want to know where each woman is coming from emotionally, mentally, spiritually, what she's wanting to create in her life to make sure that the retreat container is all on board, all on the same page. And, you know, what I've noticed with these past retreats is that a lot of the women who come from my website and my my mess, people who are attracted to my message are similar to the way I used to be full of anxiety and stress and Ah, people touching me and acro yoga, that means we're going to have to support each other and open up and ah, da, da. what are the girls going to think about me? Are they all going to be super bubbly and, 
and expressive and loud and I'm going to be the only quiet one and I'm going to be the one that um, doesn't open, open up as much and they're going to look at me and blah, blah, blah. Everyone is in the same boat at these retreats. Everyone is coming out on a limb and putting their heart on the line to come here and meet other women. Everyone has the same fears. Everyone has the same emotional and mental process leading up to it. And up till now, I've seen that everyone has released those expectations and those fears once they've met the rest of the group. It is a very welcoming group. It is a very like-minded group. And that's intentional and that's on purpose because I am behind the scenes choosing every woman selectively who I want to be at this retreat. So um, more times than not, if you have that fear and you speak with me and we click and it feels good and you still have those fears, it's okay. Welcome them, embrace them, that's normal. But don't let them overcome you. If your heart and your inner mentor deep within is saying, yes, I feel this is for me. That's the voice, that's the true voice, that's the real voice. And it's the other voice that's the fight or flight voice that says, ah, no, you're gonna look funny, you're gonna look goofy, they're not gonna accept you, they're not gonna want you, you're gonna be tired and emotionally exhausted and the food isn't gonna be the kind of food you want, so you shouldn't go at all and you shouldn't put your heart in the line. But the inner mentor deep down inside is saying, you wanna come home back to your feminine, you wanna meet soul sisters, you wanna feel more confident, more empowered, more authentic, this could help me, this could help you. Let's do this. And that's the voice that you want to listen to. And you are more than welcome to schedule this call with me, share those concerns, and we can talk through it. So that is a little bit about the feminine surrender. That is the first announcement I have. I also want to share with you that the um, that B School, I had Marie Forleo on just last episode, so you know all about B School, building a brand, an online business, learning how to market yourself, learning how to make make a profitable profitable business, excuse me, and learning what your message is. B-School, the most amazing modern day business school for online entrepreneurs. Um, it is closing tomorrow at 6 p.m. EST. So if you listen to this podcast in time, know that B-School closes tomorrow. I am still promoting myself as an affiliate. So if you do sign up using my link, maddiemoon.com slash B-School, then you will get all these free bonuses by joining on my team, including a one-on-one coaching call, three trainings, three audio trainings, including how to create your own podcast, how to create clients, and how to put on your first event. And also email support. So if I can support you in any way during the duration of B-School, you, if you are on my team, can certainly reach out to me and I will see if there's any way that I can best support you on this venture. So that is closing tomorrow until next year. And also keep in mind there is a refund period. So if you want to just take the leap and sign up and you figure out it's not for you, you can certainly um, have a conversation with the B-School team to let them know that it wasn't really what you expected or what you thought, but their refund rate is extremely low. It's like 3% out of thousands of people that join. So you might be, you might be hooked, just so you know. You may love it. Um, and the other thing I did want to mention is that you do not absolutely have to know what you want to do with your business to sign up. You will still benefit from it. We talk about this in the interview with Marie Forleo. So if you have some time within the next 24 hours, go back, listen to that interview with Marie Forleo, send me an email with any questions you have. 
I encourage you to sign up if you're feeling called for it because it's incredibly impactful and it may just be that key ingredient to getting that blog up, that podcast up, putting on your first event and feeling comfortable and confident in your message and your ability to serve people powerfully and make money and break through those money-making blocks. Okay, are you ready to learn how to heal the not enough wound with these five reframes? Huh? All right. I'm ready, so let's go ahead and dive on in. Number one, one of the reasons why we struggle so much with this not enough wound is the fear of rejection. We have rejection already within us, mostly because we weren't taught as a society, as small family units, as women, as men. Many of us were not taught how to handle rejection and how to handle failure. I'm not going to say that getting a participation um, ribbon is a bad thing by any means, but I also do believe that there is a lot of value to be experienced in failure and, and reframing even this word failure. And, and not thinking of failure as in did bad, did not succeed, but thinking of failure as in room to learn more, to learn, not to even succeed more, but learn, room to learn more. Now that's with failure. And then there's, there's the word rejection that when I feel of rejection, I have to oftentimes think of, of um, well, the first thing that pops in my head is what we're talking about, not enough, not enough, not enough for what this person wants to date. Not enough to get this book published. Not enough to get sales. Not enough to be the right coach for this person. Rejection. Rejection makes me feel not enough. Until you learn, truly embody the understanding that rejection is, at its core, God's protection. Every time you are rejected from experience, what is really happening is that you are being ejected from the possibility of something or someone. Now, this term, rejection, is really just ejection. This is new to me. And in fact, I have a friend um, who shared this with me in an audio message. In fact, this friend is the beautiful soul who does the intro, the Maddie Moon intro voice, that voiceover with my music. That's her. So I am going to roll this clip of Joni sharing um, this idea of rejection being ejection. So the audio is going to sound a little bit different than how it does now, but bear with me because what she has to share is really important and I don't think I can do it any better than how she explained it. So here we go. This whole idea of rejection, it hit me several weeks ago, maybe now two months, that rejection is actually someone else ejecting themselves from the realm of your life, as in a ejecting themselves from the realm of possibility. That really helps me to reframe rejection. Rejection can be a pretty harsh and strong word, and it can be something that we take so personally, and it allows us to shrink, and we feel small, and we feel somewhat victimized, and it's super easy to shrink into a victim position, especially if that's a previous habit or learned behavior that you're dealing with. Ejection from our lives. 
it just simply takes them out of the realm of possibility for a partner or a more serious friend with partnership possibility. And that's what I learned about rejection. Rejection is reframed as ejection from your life. They are making a choice not to pursue or they honestly don't feel the same way about you. So, okay, that ejects them out of the realm of possibility. Thank you, universe, for uh, saving me time and heartache and all that mess that we go through, the boo-hoos and the drama that we go through when we don't feel that we are loved as mutually as we desire to with said person. (laughs) Ask me how I know. Wasn't that beautiful? When I received this audio message, I was captivated. And I, obviously, we were talking in the realms of relationships. That's where this was coming from. We were speaking on increasing our self-worth in relationships and understanding that the love we desire in our life is going to come from people or a significant other who gives us the same capacity for love. It's together, it's equal. And maybe it doesn't have to be 100% spot on equal, but we are feeling that each party is giving in 100%. If it's not the right love for them, it's not the right love for you. And I think this was inspired by a Instagram post that I had shared when I I shared, um, not a quote by me, but by Young Pueblo. And his quote was, find someone you can heal with. If you do not follow this person on Instagram, highly, highly, highly recommend. It's Y-U-N-G. P-U-E-B-L-O, Young Pueblo, amazing, highly recommend. Um, So yeah, this was inspired by this idea that you want to find someone that you can heal with in your life. And many times, if there's someone that you're dating that doesn't have the courage, I'm gonna use that word, doesn't have the courage to go there and to heal with another human being and instead feels like they need to put up walls to protect themselves instead of vulnerably coming together to experience this healing process in a relationship, you may get rejected. That's really what the word is that comes to mind to put it simply, but what it really just is is ejection of someone's own life from your life. They're ejecting themselves because for various reasons, maybe they cannot handle healing together or they cannot handle um feeling like they're now responsible for someone else. And there's a lot of healing that probably needs to go on in their own life. So they push other people out or they don't even push, they just politely distance themselves. They just eject themselves. And there's nothing wrong with ejection. It doesn't mean that you are not a good person, you are not worthy of love, you are not this enough, that enough. It does not mean that you are not enough. It means that what they need is something separate, something different. And if, it's, if we're not talking about relationships and we're talking about a job possibility, something that the other applicant had was really what the employer needs 
doesn't mean that you are lacking. It just means that there's a certain something that someone else has. And yes, rejection hurts. Feeling like you're getting ejected from someone's life, it's a process to be able to come to terms with this and be okay. And if, you, if it hurts, that's fine. Sit in that pain and allow it to be there. It means you really care about your life and you have dreams and goals and you want to go after them. But know that every time that happens, all it means is that that is not a possibility. But thank goodness the world is full of an abundance, an infinite amount of possibilities. You will never run out. You will never run out of dating options. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. You will never run out of funny people to date or handsome people to date or tall people to date or people who are available to love you. They are surrounding you. And though this person that you really cared about may have felt in that moment like they were the right one for you, like I was saying earlier, if they're not going to heal with you and they are not going to love you, they are not the right one. So when they are ejecting themselves, feel grateful. Feel grateful that you didn't have to experience that ejection later on in the relationship. Feel grateful that this is happening for you and that that infinite abundant potential that exists outside of that one person, all the other possibilities, now they become even more true in your life. Now, because that door has closed, you can focus your attention on a possibility that really does have potential in your life for equal love, for giving and for taking, for healing. That's why we have relationships to heal. That will be for another podcast. Okay, number two, the second reframe. Another reason why we fear we are not enough and we have the not enough wound is because we live our life from a place of desiring to do something different. We have a pressure on ourselves to do something different in this lifetime from everybody else. And the reframe is leaving the mindset of feeling pressure to do something, to be unique, to appear unique, to do, 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 different from everybody else, to stand out. Transitioning from that mindset to the, to the power of being different. One of my favorite quotes is and always will be, you are loved for who you are, not what you do. In one of the tried and true old school self-help books, I believe it is, how to make friends and influence people. I, I know I mentioned this recently in this book. Um, I think it's in this book that talks about how everyone has a deep down yearning and desire to be important. You know, you was smart, you was important, you is whatever the last one is from the help. Um, yes, so that is a huge drive in each one of our lives, every person craves to be important, to be seen as important. And instead of looking in the mirror and just seeing who you are and realizing, cool, I'm different and I'm important because I'm different. Instead of just leaving it there and making it simple, 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 we think that we need to do something in order to be important, in order to be different. And that's where the not enough wound comes from is because everyone's doing cool stuff. You turn on the news and you see 
just this regular old Joe that lives in Ohio that now has a hundred thousand Instagram followers just because they filmed one four minute video that went viral. Oh God, I got to be like that. I got to be like this person. How come they're doing stuff like this and now they're famous or someone gets on the bachelor and they go from not having anything going on in their lives to being paid six figures to promote a soap because they got into the bachelor, right? It's everyone is on the media appears to be living this different, important, unique, out there, famous life. And we think that we are not doing enough to be different. So we have a not enough wound with all this access to see people making differences in this world, or maybe not even making differences, but just having their face being seen. I have a feeling that some of you probably think that way about me. You see what I'm doing and then you feel like you're not doing enough and you're not different enough, important enough. You'll never be to where I am. If I did not have technology, really think about this. If I didn't have a podcast, how many people would even know my name? If I didn't have Facebook and Instagram and a podcast, how many people would know my name? If I had a microphone, I bet I could make some impact locally, but I wouldn't be able to reach far and wide and help people. But here's the thing. The tools have allowed me to act out my own individual importance and uniqueness. And that right there comes from simply who I am. It's not anything I'm doing. Yes, I am getting on this podcast and I am talking and I'm sharing and I'm coaching and I'm speaking. Those are things I'm doing, sure. But I have healed this worthiness wound, this not enough wound, not by doing more, not by stepping more into my masculine, not by being totally, utterly a part of this hyper-masculine society. Yes, I, I am a part of it. Yes, yes, yes. But to heal the not enough wound is not through that pathway. Healing the not enough wound is not doing more. Signing up for more courses and classes and putting down more money to get a master's degree and getting on the news and being famous and being seen, that is not how you heal the not enough wound because you will realize once you are on that path, it is never enough. It is never enough. There's always a better goal. There's always a better income that you wanna create. There's always a better course that, can, that you can create. There's always a better website that you can create. There's always something better because it's always subjective, right? Once you have something, once you've created something, or have done something, the bar raises. So if that's not working for you, it must be something different. And I get people ask me in my coaching sessions all the time when they are building a, a brand or a business, how do I stand apart from everyone else? I was on la online last night and I'm seeing that everyone is doing the same stuff, speaking about the same things of self-care and self-love and confidence and authenticity. How do I stand apart? You stand apart by showing who you really are. The good, the bad, the ugly, all different parts of you. Being goofy, being silly. That is why I'm dedicated to showing my shadow side, my dark side, my goofiness, all those things on Instagram. And, and that's how I, I have learned to heal this not enough wound is because I've stopped going on the pathway to more and more and more and doing and accomplishing and all this. I create and I accomplish to serve the world more powerfully. I create, I'll create a retreat because I know it's gonna serve people, but it's not so that I feel like I'm enough. I feel like enough when I'm truly just myself because you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. 
And there's no, there's no uh, raising the standard or the bar that when you're just yourself. That's why on Instagram stories, sometimes I cry and I'll show you guys me crying at a stupid thing. The other day I turned on a dog video, a video of dogs greeting their owners after not seeing them for a while. And I was crying within four minutes and I'll show that stuff because it's funny. It's me. It's being human. I will share my insecurities. I will share my goofiness and, and being ridiculous and risk being seen as young or too playful or whatever and not super spiritual. And that's totally fine because that's not who I am. And that's how I feel like I'm living my best life is I'm just letting go of all the pressure to appear a certain way, be a certain thing, smile a certain way, be perky and happy all the time and allow myself to speak about things that I really enjoy speaking about and not speaking about everything. I mean, I do speak about a lot of things, but there are some topics I'm not comfortable speaking about quite yet. And I give myself compassion towards that because I'm being myself. And that's my only responsibility is being myself. Your love for who you are, not what you do. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in one of the interviews I listened to her about. She talks about how pretty much everything has been created in some way or another. Every kind of, like, all the poetry has been said, all the books have been written, all the movies, and, and we keep creating similar stories just in different ways. We are recycling. We don't really realize we're recycling, but we are recycling. And so many times people say, I'm not going to go after and create that book because it's already been written before. Yeah, but it hasn't been written by you. It doesn't have your humor. It doesn't have your wittiness. It doesn't have your perspective, your enlightenment. It doesn't have your feminine energy, your masculine energy. It's missing that secret ingredient that is you. So you go after and you create that because it's going to be amazing, not because of all the super insightful pieces of wisdom that you share, but it's because you're the one sharing it in the way you say it. So reframing the pressure to do something to be different and important to acknowledging the power of being different, aka being who you are, because you are inherently different. Three, reframing from how will they take this? How will they take this? to how can I create this? Take the focus away from how are people going to perceive me to how can I best create this thing I want to be perceived by people. Another interview highly recommend checking out is the one that I did with JP Sears. If you're not familiar with him, he's the guy that wears the purple shirt and he has the long red hair and he does those hilarious spirituality videos, the satires. Definitely check him out. Check out that interview. But I talked to him about people's perceptions of his videos because he can talk about some things that could go very, very wrong by certain people who are taking it too seriously and don't get his humor. And I asked him, how do you explain yourself in your videos to make sure people get the humor when you're talking about these touchy things? And he just said it's not his responsibility to do that. He just creates. It is not his responsibility or his right to fill that space for them to say, this is how you need to interpret it. So why do we go around every single day trying to make sure we are in control of other people's interpretations of who we are? I have no idea how you see me. I really don't. You may see me as a fast talker, as loud, as obnoxious, as narcissistic, as self-absorbed. You might see me as helpful, as spiritual, as... Um, feminine as uh, 
um, smart, funny. I don't know how you see me, but it's not my job to control that. And woo, does that make me feel good? That it is not up to me how you see me. So I have made the shift and the focus from how will you take me? How will you take this? How will you take this podcast? To thinking about what I want to be, how I want to show up, what I want to create, and just focusing on that and the how behind that. I want to create something on XYZ. How am I going to create that? And letting go of the next part, which is how will they take it? Forget that. How do I create this? And that is going, what's it, that right there is what's going to allow me to do the last thing I just talked about, being myself. Because I'm focusing on how am I going to have this creation come to life rather than how do I make sure that I control all thousands of people listening to this to get the same exact message? What if that's not the message they need to receive? What if I want you so badly to get from this how to not... How to heal this not enough wound, but yet the one thing you're going to take from this podcast has nothing to do with that. Who am I to say what you're supposed to take from this? But when we look at a bigger scale and a macro scale, who am I to tell people how they take me? We are so worried of offending people. We're so worried of offending people with our presence, of turning people off of making people uncomfortable, of triggering people. I had a coach once who triggered me to no end around a money conversation. She soaked it up. She was all about it. She was all about triggering me. And you know what? She did me a service by triggering me in in my money because she brought me into a space of discomfort and when we, are in dis- when we are in spaces of discomfort, we see what we have not yet looked at in our life. And if everyone in our life is so paranoid about triggering us, they never put us in that place of discomfort. We can constantly walk around ignoring that thing in our life. Our past with our mother, our money, our experiences, our traumas. If everyone is so obsessed with not touching anything that makes us uncomfortable, how are we ever going to sit in it if we don't have someone else help us to get in it? Stop tiptoeing around everyone in this world trying to be vanilla. You are not meant to be vanilla. You are your own unique flavor and some people will freaking hate it. But you know what? When someone hates something, what that really is, that kind of emotion, it's not about you. When someone sees something in you and they don't like it, that's really only a quality in themselves they don't like yet. They don't look at. They don't see. Otherwise, people would just see you and say, huh, okay. And it wouldn't affect them. They'd be informed by it. But if people are actually triggered by you, they have that kind of reaction, It's because you're exemplifying something within yourself that they will not look at within their own selves. That's what it is. So So when people don't like something about you, remember that. It's that they don't like that same thing within themselves. It makes it a lot easier to handle. I have had people go to my iTunes show and leave nasty reviews. One of them was 
saying that I was a narcissist. And that's why I brought that example up earlier. I had an Instagram video that I posted two years ago of me swimming. And I was talking about my body image issues and how they were healed. This person didn't like that. They went to my, U- my iTunes show and they left a review saying this person is a narcissistic and she's self-absorbed because she posted a video of herself swimming with one star on my podcast. After I really do pour my heart and soul into this and she put one star because of an Instagram video. At the time, I was very upset. I mean, I was hurt and I was thinking, am I a narcissist? I didn't think I was, blah, blah, blah. But when someone sees something like that in you, greed, laziness, self-absorption, money-focused, and they are ultimately triggered by this quality. They dislike it. That is because they have their own ideas around it. They judge you for it because they judge themselves for it. Okay, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more on number five. Number four is going from the mindset of will they accept me to do I accept them? Total life shift. When you are walking around in your life thinking that everybody else is above you and you are lucky if you make it into somebody else's life, you are not going to have any filters. You're going to allow everyone and everything into your life. You're going to say yes to everything. You're not going to say no to anything out of fear that if you say no, there will be scarcity. You'll date anyone. You'll be friends with anyone because you're just dying for people to accept you. This in turn will keep you from filling your life with things and people and events that are actually aligned with what you want. If you want a life full of spiritual people, spiritual events, stop saying yes to low vibrational events. Stop stop going out till three in the morning partying with people because you're afraid to say no. Stop drinking so much. If you really want to create a life full of self-love, don't hang around people that put themselves down and put you down. Don't read books that are essentially time wasters and bring you down and make you feel less than. Read things that lift you up. Create a lifestyle, including your friends, including the places you go to, the books you read, the magazines you read, the, the music you listen to, the podcasts you listen to, the activities, the movement you enjoy, the men you date, the women you date. Create a life that promotes the energy you want to experience. If you want a life of lightness, where can you lighten your life? Going from the mindset of will they accept me to do I accept them also helps you to handle this this event, this this thing we're talking about earlier of rejection. Because when you start to, to reject other people as well, you get it. You get why rejection is important. It keeps you on your path. And so when other people reject you, you get it. They're on their own path and they need to be on that path. And maybe you can even learn something from those experiences. So the last one is going to be reframing from, I hate this about me. I don't like this about me. To, this is absolutely a part of me. So this is what I was talking about earlier about people seeing something in you, if they're actually triggered by it and they don't like it, it's because you're pointing out to them something that they are triggered and don't like about themselves. But when you can come to terms with the fact that there are tons of 
aspects and parts and pieces of you all inside of you, nothing is excluded, then you'll actually start to like people more. Doesn't mean they have to be in your life, okay? You can still have boundaries. Like I just said, you can still choose who you want to have into your life and not have in your life, but you won't feel as triggered by people. We're going to talk a lot about this next week. This is called the shadow self. The shadow is one way to think about it is the the part of you that you really wouldn't like to see. You don't want to see it. You don't want to hang out with it. You can realize your shadow whenever you are triggered by someone else. I hope you're following because this is a very big concept and this is going to deserve its own podcast episode, which is why we're going to talk about it all next week. And I'm sure I'll do a solo episode on this as well to talk about the shadow side. But if you're healing this not enough wound, feeling like not enough, you also have to heal the parts of you that you feel are bringing you down. Are you hypocritical? Are you stingy with your money? Are you judgmental? Are you mean? Are you angry? Yes, you are. I'll tell you that right now. And you know why I can tell you that? Because the world's inside of you. When I first heard this quote, I thought that meant something really, really, really magical. Like the universe is inside of you. Stars are inside of you. Rainbows are inside of you. All the magic possible is inside of you. And that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But if we can go just a little bit deeper, what that really means is every single thing of this world is within you. You are a human being encompassed by all the different spectrums of being a human being. You have the potential to be greedy. You have the potential to be loving, nurturing, masculine, feminine, lazy, fit, beautiful, ugly, tired, awake. You are everything. Who you are, who you are, you probably have more qualities that come out than the other ones. But if you ever feel triggered by someone, say someone is really angry all the time and you're, you just can't stand it. You can't stand angry people. There's something within you that's attracting angry people. Probably it's because you have no idea how to handle anger in your own life. And so what you can't be with won't let you be. So maybe you find yourself dating a lot of angry people and you're like, ah, anger is my least favorite quality. Why do I keep dating all these angry people? It's because the universe keeps bringing it into your life, trying to tell you something. Hey, anger is important. It's part of life. You need to be this too. You need to heal this relationship with it. And if you're triggered by this, by seeing this anger, it's a great way for you to know that there's a part of you you haven't accepted and it'll follow you until you do. So the reframe, again, I hate this about me. Hear how that's so judgment focused? I hate this about me. I don't like this about me. That's very judgment focused. Going to, this is a part of me. And so it is. And you leave it there. This is a part of me. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But acknowledging that the world is within you, all the different things you see in other people, that person at the coffee shop that's always smiling and bubbly and cheerful, you're that. That person at the deli that's always really fast and talks really loud and might feel kind of brutish, you're that. You're everything. And the qualities you see in people that trigger you the most are the qualities that need the most acknowledgement within yourself. And when you know that every part of you is okay and it's there for a reason and you have no choice because the world is within you, you won't feel like you're not enough for having these qualities. 
you won't feel like you are not enough anymore because you'll realize you don't have a choice in the matter. You are all the things. You're everything. You're the world. You hold everything within you. You're a spirit. Your spirit wasn't just given 10 qualities. Your spirit was given all the qualities, the infinite, everything. So the sooner you can come to acknowledge that, the less you're going to base your feelings of worthiness on how well you're doing to keep those emotions, those parts of your personality on lockdown. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it. Healing the not enough wound with five reframes. I have a new freebie, a new gift for you that I spent all last week creating and it is up and it is live at maddiemoon.com slash free gift. You can get five divinely feminine tools for decreasing anxiety and stress. So if you are someone that has social anxiety, you feel stressed all the time, or maybe you feel like you are indecisive, you're antsy, you're overworked, this is a awesome toolbox for you. It's a PDF. You're going to love it. I have so many different recommendations and strategies for healing that, um, that part of you that feels so much anxiety and stress all the time. Things you can do every single day in different orders, in different amounts. And there might be a Lord of the Rings reference because you know me. That's part of me. That's part of me being me. So you can grab that maddiemoon.com slash free gift. And I will also have a link to that in the show notes for this episode 193. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you found some part of this to be really insightful and healing for you. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. I'll see you guys next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.